Muhawin alayhi sallam. The messenger, peace be upon him, straight away said, Oh Allah, make his journey easier, but make it shorter by allowing the earth to come closer. And it can be. If Allah wills it, it can be, inshallah, made shorter. And as I said earlier on, because of the importance of piety, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do take provision, but remember the provision of the hereafter is more important than the provision of this world. If those people are investigating and reading this verse in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 197. And then also there is a statement from Rasulullah in which he said, أُوصِيكَ بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا رَأْسُ الْأَمْرِ كُلِّهِ أُوصِيكَ بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا رَأْسُ الْأَمْرِ كُلِّهِ This is to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, Ghifar is a tribe in Arabia, and Abu Dhar is one of the children of this tribe. So, they used to name him by his tribe, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. Okay? So, today you can do the same thing, naming the person, okay, according to the area where he come from. Okay? Sometimes it might be easier to say, sometimes it might be difficult, but it is easier in Arabic usually to name the person after his tribe or his area where he come from. He said to him, advise me. So his advice to him, I advise you, alaykum as-salam that you fear Allah. Why? Because if there is anything you do in your life that will make you a good person in this world, the highest peak of this goodness is your fear of the Creator. Why? Because if you don't fear the Creator, you will do anything. You will act in ways that might show your wickedness, your harshness, that you are a miserable person. But if you really fear Allah, you will not do that. i give you examples. If, for example, you are in a position to oppress somebody who is weaker than you, and you are in that kind of position of power, and you don't fear, the Creator Almighty, or you don't have the sense of being just, you will just do it, you don't care. But if suddenly you have that inner inspiration, well, there is someone higher than me looking at me all the time, watching me. And you have that fear inside you, then you will not do it. If you are about to steal, you will refrain. If you are about to attack somebody, you will refrain. If you are to abuse somebody, you will stop. You will never do anything. It is the highest. If somebody has it, inshallah, they will never be able to do wrong. The scholars say the only weapon that can get you out of all your trouble is taqwa. There is no other weapon in faith or religion or even living life that is better than fear. But fear, by the way, is too. Fear of destruction when we are frightened from darkness because something might attack me, when we are frightened from height because might, I fall and die, when I'm frightened because suddenly somebody might steal my wealth or my... Okay? Or there is a beast going to rush after me. This is fear of losing something. But the fear of wronging okay, someone else or abusing somebody else or taking that which is not yours, that's the real fear. When you are just trying to do the right thing. So I'm frightened to do anything wrong. And I like people to think of this seriously. If you are in that position, then every difficulty in your life will be made easy. And every calamity you face, you will go through it just like that. Sometimes there is a plane crash, and everybody is dead. But somebody comes out. Somebody, you know why? I ask myself, I say, hmm, maybe he has piety. There is something in this person, 
for this reason they got out there is protection for them and Allah knows better and this is not from me this is in the Quran in Surah Al-Talaq the divorce okay verses 2 and 3 and why you ask yourself in this Surah the divorce Allah is mentioning this thing because when people are very 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 strong when they love one another when they can't wait to see one another when they are nowadays with their iPhone and um, whatever technology they have they're clicking all the time watching talking they can't stop but subhanallah when they come to a conflict they hate one another so much they can't wait to see the other destroyed and therefore the worst fight is between two people who used to love one another and lived in marriage and now say I'm gonna cut you to pieces I'm gonna reduce you to rebel who were you before you were nothing I made you the way you are I'm gonna bring you down and who is making the money the lawyers the worst lawyers is those who go out for divorcing husband and wife uh-huh. they eat most of the money <laughs> so may Allah never put us in that position never inshallah we will keep our partners for better or for worse we promised are we keeping our promise? So in Surah Talaq, Allah brought this to tell us to fear Allah. Allah said, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا And whosoever fear Allah, Allah will find them a way out of their difficulties and trouble. And Allah will provide for them from places that they never thought of. Subhanallah. Because the fear of those who are divorcing, am I going to be left with anything? Is my partner going to claim everything? That's why in this country, some of the men, when they have children, they are frightened from the mother, they run away. They <laughs> and there are agencies running after them, trying to catch them to take their money. You see? To the position that some fathers now are hanging themselves to high buildings and demanding their rights. I say to them, come down of those high places and give your children the right first. Then you will get your right properly. Where were you when you were abusing your wives? Where were you when you were demeaning them, beating them up? Not giving them the right in feeding them, sheltering them, looking after them, caring for them. Where are the flowers? Where are the boxes of chocolates? Am I right or wrong? They're forgotten. <laughs> Let us bring it down to reality. It's all forgotten. It's now either me or you. So Allah is telling the partners who used to love one another, when you are divorcing, the one who is closest to me is the one who will have piety, fear. Don't go beyond even if you are able to destroy your partner, say, I'm leaving you. I'm forgiving you. I'm not going to take you. I leave it to you. But who will say that? Very few people will say that. Especially in the West, I notice, oh my God, it goes to fighting for the last penny. It is really sad. When I watch it, I feel so sorry. It doesn't make sense. We don't need to come to that. Okay? So fear Allah, Allah will find the way out of your difficulty and trouble. And also in Surah An-Nisa, the women, verse 131. 131, Allah said, وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ is a must. You must fear Allah. If you don't fear Allah, no, something is wrong. 
Because I tell you, all the wrong that is taking place in the world by all those who are going out of their way to do things that are not good, wicked, evil, whatever, terrible, is because they have no fear of God. When the thief is stealing, he doesn't fear God. When the abuser is abusing, he doesn't fear God. When the transgressor is transgressing, he doesn't fear God. When the wicked is carrying out his wickedness, like what's happening in Syria today, they don't fear God. So they will kill the women, the children, the pregnant. There are some of them so wicked. The person is dying and says, please, let me die in peace. Give me a water. Rather than giving him water, they will urinate over their head. Wallah, Allah is my witness. How sad. How can that person be a human being? Where animals will care for one another. And we are not animals, we are humans. And that carries a lot. Allah said in the Quran, Indeed, O children of Adam, we have honored you. The honoring, by the way, is not the way we look. How tall, how slim, how smart, how handsome, how beautiful, how strong. Yeah. Or how clever, intelligent. No, 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 no. It's how pious. How pious. How much you fear Allah so that you will never wrong anybody and you will always do the right thing. Okay? For this reason, Allah has made fasting compulsory. I always remind everybody of the story of the creation. Now, as I was taught, when Allah creates everything He creates, either from nothing, by His command to think be and they become, or from things He already created, He creates new things. Like He created man from mud. And then from the drop, okay, from the woman and the man, He created our children today and so on and the animals, okay? male and female. Subhanallah, but there are things that are created from nothing, like the creation of the spirit of man. Allah said to you, be and it became. That's it. So it wasn't created from something. Okay? Now, that creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he creates, he called it to come. And he will ask it, who are you? Every creature will say, I am your servant. You are my creator and master. And glory be to you. Subhanak. Astaghfiruk wa atubu ilayk. Glory be to you. I seek your forgiveness and repentance to you. Every creature. They say the only creature that was not answering in this way is the ego of man. The ego of the human being. The nafs. When it was created, it <coughs> came walking like the young generation of today. They can't even hold their trousers up. <laughs> but they walk as if they can. And if you ask them, what do you have? They have nothing. No knowledge, no money, no strength. <laughs> it's strange. And they think that they, they have something. Come in. Come in. Welcome. Welcome. Okay? We need to make this place go further back. Come closer, come closer. They were telling me there is no people but Allah is bringing them. I think the goods are being heard. Alhamdulillah. Allah bless you. Come in. We say, crowd, Allah will give you mercy. 
Allah will show you mercy. Tazahamu, tarahamu. I remember I used to take the underground when I was a student. He's in the late 70s, early 80s, and there is this old West Indian guy in one of the uh, big stations in, in the city. And you, ha you can only go by, okay, by the lift. And the lift will put one like sardine. He said, come on, it is too cold outside. Hold one another, warm one another. <laughs> so I used to remember the zahamu, tarahamu. This is a part of the rahma is to warm one another. Okay, alhamdulillah. Allah bless us all. Give us tawfiq. Okay? So, when the nafs came walking, the ego, and I said it is walking with arrogance, the creator says, who are you? It stood there, and I could imagine like those young kids who have nothing to do. It is me, and it is you. <laughs> me is me, and you is you. The creator, almighty God, says to Malaika, Ajib, strange. Take this creature and teach it a lesson. Put it in the flames of the fire for 70 years and bring it back to me. Sooner they brought it back, it was doing the same. The creator says, take this creature and put it in the Zamharir. The Zamharir is the coldest part of the hellfire for the jinn, because the jinn are made of fire. You can't burn fire in fire. So, 70 years later, they brought it back, it's the same. Who are you? Me, is me, and you, is you. <laughs> the creator says, this is a funny creature. Now I know. Take this creature and put it in the valley of hunger for 70 years. When it was brought out, it was crawling, please feed me. <laughs> I am your servant, you are my creator, please. <laughs> like yesterday, I, I saw a little girl. She used to be a daughter or the, grand, uh, the, the, the niece of one of my friends. I used to go to their house. They used to live here, not far away. Uh, her name is Nafisa. She carries a big cake here, a big sandwich here, and her face is full on. She's eating, I'm hungry, feed me, I'm hungry. <laughs> I used to tell him, this niece of yours have got a big ego. <laughs> Some of us just keep eating and eating. Allah said there are people who eat like the cattles eating in the field. Have you ever seen the cattle sitting there? Alhamdulillah, I'm full. <laughs> the cattle are... And if there is no food, they'll bring it out and chew it again. Allahu Akbar. There are people who are like that. Astaghfirullah Don't be like those people snacking all the time. Okay? Don't snack all the time because this is not good. You eat when there is time to eat. When you are hungry, eat only when you need to eat. Allah said, there are those who eat like the cattle. However, there is no place good for them but the hellfire. It's because they have no mercy. Because if you can eat all the time, that means you have no mercy towards those who are hungry. And don't tell me, well, there are no hungry people. Go just around London. Allah, there are people who are so hungry. They're sitting there, please. Some of them, they don't even ask. They don't ask. But they are hungry. And when you give them, they just look at you like that. You could feel that there are tears going to come, but because they have no tears to come out, God bless you, they say. So we need to look after them and give them. So whenever you are eating, think of those who have no food. When Allah put the ego in the body of Adam, who was made of the mud, Allah said to Adam, remember me all the time. But in order for you, to care of your desires, to restrain yourself, fast. Fasting is good for you. And the Prophet said in the hadith, Sumu lakum Do fast, for it is indeed self-restraining for you. Fasting is self-restraining for us. If we don't fast, then it's not good for us. As I said earlier in the Quran, Allah says, Ya ayuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, okay? Fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you. Perhaps, maybe, 
you achieve piety. That means not all the time when you are fasting you achieve piety. Because Perhaps there is somebody who is fasting but he will gain nothing from his fast except hunger and thirst. Why? Because that person is fasting but backbiting. Going around spreading rumors. Going around being rude, being wicked, being... When you fast, it's not only from food and water, but this. Keep your tongue to yourself. Your hands to yourself. Your legs to yourself. Don't restrain yourself. Because it's not only the food and the drink that the nafs want or the egg want. The egg want other things too. So restrain yourself from those things. Okay? Why did Allah chose Ahmad? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose the month of Ramadan to be the month of fasting? Allah says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an, the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. And by the way, the Qur'an is the word of God that was initially written in the protected tablet, Al-Lawha al-Mahfuf, and brought in the night, okay, a blessing, the mid of Sha'ban, which is coming soon. Today, is the fifth of Sha'ban. Okay? In about another nine days, will be on the night of the mid of Sha'ban. I'm reminding myself and reminding you, that night the Prophet says, Allah will forgive anybody who's praying in it, asking for forgiveness. Allah will forgive a lot of people, as long as they are seeking his forgiveness. Pray in that night. And if you are able to, the day of the 15th, fast it. But if you fast that day, Perhaps when your action arrays to the heaven, you are, it, you are fasting in that day. It's very, very important. This is the 15th of Sha'ban. We are in the month of Sha'ban, the month of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay? So that's the first revelation from the protected tablet, Allah al-Mahfuz, to Al-Bayt al-Ma'mur in the seven heavens, the Quran was brought there. And then the second time, from Al-Bayt al-Ma'mur, okay, the house which is filled with Malaika, to Qar Hira, into the heart of the Prophet He came down with it into your heart, the trusted servant Jibreel Allah says so. All of it. But by the way, some people say, when Jibreel came to the Prophet in the cave, he only recited five verses. No, the whole Quran. Welcome, mashallah, marhabat, welcome. Allah said, We have indeed revealed it all in the night of power. About the first revelation from the Lawh al Mahfuz to Al Bayt al Ma'mur, Allah said, Inna anzanahu fi laylatain mubaraka. We have indeed revealed it in a blessed night. Okay? People say, The blessed night is Laylatul Qadr. No. There are two. Yes, Laylatul Qadr is the blessed night. But there is two different nights. The Quran was revealed as a whole twice. In the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says so. You see, he reminded us about this. That we should think of the month of Sha'ban as the month in which all your action will be raised to the heaven. You finish your exam for the year, your paper are be taken to be marked. Either you are successful or you are a failure. And he said, I wish while my action are raised to the heaven, I am fasting. And as I said to the brothers this morning in the mosque, he used to fast every Thursday. When they ask him why, Rasulullah says, I wish that when I am fasting on Thursday, while my actions are raised to the heaven, I am fasting. 
because the action are raised weekly on Thursday and yearly or annually on the 15th of Sha'ban. So this is something that remember and I have said inshallah. And the third revelation of the Quran took 23 years. 13 years in Mecca and 10 of which in Medina. إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ عَلَيْكَ عَلَى مُكْثٍ لِتَقْرَأَهُ عَلَى النَّاسِ Oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have revealed it to you in portion, slowly, when the need is arising. There is a problem between two partners, there is a problem in business, there is a problem between two tribes, there is a problem between a person and himself, there is a problem of understanding an issue, then Jibreel will come and give him the solution for it. And subhanallah, the Quran has all the solution. In هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم. Indeed, this Quran that you recite before your hand will guide to that which is better. Who says so? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In it is everything. وما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء. We have not left anything that you require and need to enhance yourself to be able to live your life in this world and to be successful in the hereafter. Only we have included it in the book. Ask yourself: Do I read it? And if I read it, do I understand it? Do I reflect about it? Do I carry it out in my life? Don't be among those whom will come in the day of judgment and the Prophet will be saying, these people from my ummah have neglected the Quran, oh Allah. Inna We don't want to be among those people. We want to be among the people who will read the Quran a lot. And subhanAllah, Anas ibn Malik says, subhanAllah, when the crescent of Sha'ban appears, I used to see the companion of the Prophet only rushing to read the Quran more. Although Ramadan in which they read a lot in their tahajjud, in their taraweeh, okay? But he said in Sha'ban, they go deeper to understand the ruling so that they do not miss the blessings of the month of Ramadan. Okay. If you look at the Quran itself, everybody wants to read it. But not everybody is benefiting from the Quran. Some getting a little bit of benefit, some getting more, some getting less, some getting nothing. But literally, the person who will really appreciate the Quran and be able to put it in practice is the one who has piety. Where did this come from? From the Quran itself. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah number 2. Okay? Allah says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Alif Lam Mim. Alif is a letter, Lam is a letter, Mim is a letter. We don't know what Allah intends by those letters, but it's a beginning, an abbreviation. One of our scholars says, it's like the heading and the surah is a subject. Maybe. That is the intention, but only Allah knows that in the Abbas says. This book, the Quran that you read, O mankind, there is no doubt in it. Trust it, it's the word of God. Hudan lil muttaqeen. However, it is only guidance for those who have fear. Because if you read the verse, and you know he's telling you, don't. And you go out and do it. If it is a child, we call him naughty. Very naughty child. You need a little bit of slap. True or not true? So if you are an adult, and going again is the wish of your creator, if you are harmed, don't blame anybody, but blame yourself. So the Quran ultimately will benefit those who have piety. So when you fast Ramadan, or you fast any days to better yourself, to control your ego, piety will make you in a position be able to control not just yourself, 
but to put the Quran in practice in your life and do it properly. Also, there's a good tiding in the Quran. The good tiding in the Quran mainly for those who fear Allah. Allah said in the Quran, in Surah Maryam, verse 97, Mary. فَإِنَّمَا يَسْتَرْنَاهُ بِلِسَانِكَ O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we have made this Quran easy to recite through your tongue, your language. فَإِنَّمَا يَسْتَرْنَاهُ بِلِسَانِكَ Indeed, we have made it easy through your tongue. لِتُبَشِّرْ بِهِ الْمُتَّقِينَ To give the good tiding through it to those who fear Allah. But if a person doesn't fear Allah, if you read the whole Quran, I know some people, they know the Quran very well. But they put it and they go and do the wrong. And they neglect the teaching. Like somebody who went and did, okay, the knowledge at the taxi driver, they call it the knowledge, their PhD in driving, knowing the streets of London. And then he said, well, I really don't need to learn this. How could he then drive people and get to know the addresses and know the... Uh, the London area where there is a lot of traffic. A taxi driver, it costs him a lot of money. He needs to make money to pay for all the costs that he needs, yeah? he's in, uh, and he, in caring, and so that he can make a living. He needs to have that knowledge. So the same thing, if you don't understand the Quran, if you don't appreciate the Quran, how are you going to put it in practice? You are not going to put it in practice. Although Allah commanded us in the Quran, فَلْيَدَّبَّرُوا آيَاتِهِ O Muhammad Sallallahu relate to them. This from me, that they must reflect upon it as verses. When you read it, reflect upon it. So here, the Bushra, the good news, from the Prophet through the Quran, for the people who have piety. Ibshuru, have the good news that you will be of benefit. In Surah An-Nur, the light, verse 34, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, وَلَقَدْ أَنْذَنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِ مُبَيِّنَاتِ O oh, you people, we have brought down to you from the heaven clear signs in the verses of the Quran that you read. وَمَثَلًا And clear evidence of an example. مِنَ الَّذِينَ خَلَوْا مِنْ قَبْلَكُمْ From the people who lived before you. وَمَوْعِضَةٌ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ However, it is an admonition for those who fear Allah. Literally meaning, when you read the Quran, in it there is clarification. In it there is many, many parable, par parables or examples. Okay? In it there is admonition. But it will only benefit those who have piety. What I'm trying to say is the Quran itself tells us if you don't have piety, you will not understand it. Hence, you will not be able to appreciate it. Hence, you will not be able to put it in practice. Hence, you're going to just live your life as somebody who thinks you are doing right but you are doing nothing to benefit yourself and Allah also said it is a reminder the Quran is but it is a reminder for those who have piety Surah Al-Haqqa verse 18 Allah said indeed this Quran when you recite it it is only a reminder reminding you what is right and what is wrong what is good and what is evil showing you the way this is the right path, this is the wrong path. The Quran, when you read it, is talking like that all the time. To whom? This reminded for everybody? Oh, definitely not. Because everybody is blinded to the truth. للمتقين. وإنه لتذكرة للمتقين. It is indeed a reminder for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Because the one who doesn't fear Allah, even if you take it and put it in a minsa and mince it and make it into a milkshake, okay, and put the best flavors in it and give it to drink it, and he will not follow it. How many people who know the Quran in details and they are just going against it? Only Allah knows. Here now, we need to know what is taqwa. We need to know who are those people who are taqi or pious. And we need to know how can we achieve it in our life. And then we finish, inshallah, our talk for today. What is taqwa? As I said in English, literally mean piety. Being good. Being a person who is always striving to help others rather than helping themselves. Being unselfish. Being generous. Being kind. Being lenient. Being good, generally. Being somebody who is always rushing to help others before helping themselves. There are those who get very angry when you are suddenly with them and they always expect you to help them. But when others who are in great need come and you rush to help them, they say, but you forgot me. But you are with me. Whatever left, we can share between us. But those people are in need. To me, that person is not a very good person. I will not keep them as a companion. Because if he doesn't share my feeling of helping others before I help myself, I don't want them to be my friend or companions or partners. I don't want them. I want the person who will be my partner. I want the person who will share my life. I want the person who will share my business. I want the person who will become my neighbor to be somebody who have the same goal like me. If there is somebody there who is weaker than me, somebody who is less learned than me, somebody who is unable, I want to be there for them. الناس بالناس ومن يعن يعن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says people are always in need of people people are always are in need of people. don't think I don't need anybody they will come Allah will test you you will need people one day ومن يعن يعن however only those who help will surely be helped and therefore I'm going to teach you a secret if you are in a position to do any help to somebody and they really need your help even if you have your last pound in your pocket you say look excuse me I'm going to give you but then turn to Allah and say oh Allah you said in the Quran who will give Allah a goodly loan that Allah will multiply many times over oh Allah this is a loan <laughs> I'm giving it for you and then put it in Bismillah put it in their hand I promise you by Allah you will have many faults right I try this all the time <laughs> and then how do you get it back when I'm in difficulty <laughs> and I am having it hard I tend to say oh Allah I need my loan back <laughs> please <laughs> and I sorted that person some difficulty when he came to me sort my difficulty and it comes Allah very easy this is to show you how truthful the Prophet was when he said People are always in need of people. However, only those who help will be helped. Help people, Allah will help you and make it easy for you. Okay? Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu when they asked him describe what piety is. He put it in a very simple phrase. He said, Piety al-khawf min al-jaleel. Piety is fearing the Almighty Allah. Wal-amal bit-tanzeel and putting into action what you believe in in the Quran. And preparing yourself for the day of leaving this world when you go two meters down the earth in your grave. 
if you can understand that you understand piety remember Allah is watching you at all time seeing what you do and hearing what you say so don't say what you say and don't do what you want to do without that awareness Allah is watching me shall I do it or not so leave it for the sake of Allah one of the scholars I always remind people say this to them very wise man said يعني, to the person who is foolish that you shut your door close your windows and shut your curtains and say ah no one can see me now I can do whatever I like foolish you are if you are in that kind of position because you neglected the one who is with you at all times who said in the Quran and he is with you wherever you might be who is he? the almighty Allah he hears and sees he hears everything and sees everything but he doesn't just hear your loud speech he knows what is in your heart and even that which you have not even comprehended yet he knows all the secret and that which is deeper than the secret you understand? some people say this person can read my mind that is nothing that's elementary seriously somebody can read your mind or heart nothing I had a friend of mine who used to do this very pious he used to sit like this close his eyes and he would tell people things because and my sheikh used to be very angry he said to him don't think you have achieved something this is like a child went to school and he remembered a rhyme he came home now I learned something Humpty Dumpty all these things yeah so what it's nothing but it is a way of learning but don't take it like that be very careful because you might lose greater so fear Allah the one who is with you watching you at all times seeing what you do and hearing what you do and act upon what you know of the Quran read it and act upon it when Allah said to you do it do it when he said don't do it keep away and refrain and prepare yourself to the day of your departure from the world a lot of us are not really thinking of death but death well I'm still young you see they think death only can come to the old how many times we hear mother says he's too young he was just beginning his education and they're crying over him so death can come anytime to the end or the all وَالرِّضَى بِالْقَلِيلِ and accepting anything you receive from Allah however little it is be content there is a hadith of Rasulullah in which he says لَيْسَ الْغِنَى غِنَى الْمَالِ being rich is not richness of wealth إِنَّمَا الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ indeed richness is contentment to be content accept what you have be good with it haven't you seen the poor people they have nothing but they are so happy really when I travel around the world and I see the poorest people they are the happiest people and here we have everything and we are the gloomiest people we have one bedroom flat we want two we have a flat we want a house we have a two door car we want four okay and we have a Fiat we want a Lamborghini which is real it is sad but the poor man he doesn't have anything the only thing he have are the transport mode of transport it is 11 I asked one of the poor men I said to him do you have a car he said no I have the 11 I said what the 11 my two legs Allah was so happy he said alhamdulillah I have the 11 what's the 11 I thought it's a new car maybe made in Africa called the 11 it's true the two legs the 11 okay in another meaning taqwa means keeping the rule the regulations of Allah and the Prophet following the rules is what we call in Arabic Sharia and keeping away from anything that distances you from the Creator Almighty God anything will upset 
upset Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make him angry with you, keep away from. It's not difficult. Another meaning is to be in a position whereby Allah will be pleased to see you. And never put yourself in a position whereby he will be angry with you. Don't go with wrong friends and say, well, I don't have other friends. What can I do? They're gangsters, but they're my friends. Don't suddenly find yourself sitting in the pub. People are drinking and doing that, which is haram. Say, well, they're my colleagues. It's the end of the year party. Where am I going to go? I have to sit with them. No. If Allah doesn't want you to go there, don't go there. If I said to you, well, they're going to go to the war in Syria. Will you go with them? Then no, astaghfirullah. I want to save my life. Sheikh, killing one soul as if you kill the whole world. Don't want to kill myself. You see, I'm following the Quran. But it's only when it suits you. In Sahih Muslim, and Muslim is a collection of the hadith. By the way, there are six famous known collection hadith books, but they're not the first nor the last because there are before them and there are after them books. There are many of them. There are Bukhari, from Bukhara, in Central Republics of the old Soviet Union, okay, or Asia. And then there is Muslim, and there is Tirmidhi, and Nisa'i, Ibn Majah, and Abi Dawood. These are the names of collections of books. Okay, those men were hard to collect them. I did their research. It's not only today people do research and collect information, put it in their computers or websites or in libraries like the British Library. No, it's from before. Go to Tombuktu and you see millions. Anybody here been to Tombuktu? You have not traveled then. <laughs> That's why here the English people say, even if I have to go to Tombuktu, I will do it. You see? So if you didn't go to Tombuktu, you have never traveled. Even if you went to Las Vegas, you haven't traveled. <laughs> go to Tombuktu. Ahmed, you haven't been to Tombuktu? Ahmed, you are a man of knowledge. I went to a woman who owned a library with not books, with manuscripts. Some of them have never been written or copied. Over 300,000. And who is helping her? Japanese people. She, I said to her, where are the Muslims? She said, well, I have Iranians, I have some Arabs coming. They only want to buy the books to go and put them in their shelf to show their friends. I have a manuscript. <laughs> but she said, those people want to keep the knowledge. And every knowledge is there. I love that woman. She, somebody spent almost $20 million <coughs> from Switzerland and some Japanese people to maintain her books for her. She said to me, I didn't ask anybody, they just come. Allah brings people. But the biggest library on Tombuktu have got over one million manuscripts. In this country, they will have 50, 100 in a library say, well, mashallah, we are having an asset here. <laughs> this simple little town, Tombuktu, have got the biggest collection of manuscripts in the world. And I believe many are being stolen from there. Most of the manuscripts that we find in the Western libraries, they're from that kind of the world. Who written them? The best men and women. Best men and women. Beautiful books, really. If you can get I think Ahmad, if you go there, you will never come back. So may Allah keep you with us, inshallah. You see? So Muslim, as I said, is one of those writers who collected some hadith. He says, Piety and ta'bud Allah ka to worship the Creator Almighty as if you are watching him. Can we see the Creator? No. With these two eyes we can't. Our stomachs are full of food, our mind are full of bad thoughts, our heart are full of rage. As long as these things are there, we cannot see Allah with the eyes. Because Allah can only be seen by your spirit. When Musa السلام, he was standing after his 10 years course with Sayyidina Shu'aib السلام, he's standing there in the tour, he said, Rabbi Arini Anzur My Lord, show yourself, I want to look at you. 
Did he manage to see Allah? <coughs> Never. Allah said, okay. Ubur ila al-jabal. Look at the mountain. فَإِنِ اسْتَقَرَّ مَكَانَهُ فَسَوْفَ تَرَانِي If the mountain remains in its place, you will definitely see me. However, what happened to the mountain? The mountain vanished. Imagine you are traveling in Willis Lane, coming to the shop number 26, Rumi's cave, and once you entered it, there was not one single shop. You're going to be frightened. What happened to the shops? Where are they? Because they should be there. This is just shocked that imagine a mountain, a huge mountain, he suddenly collapsed, and what happened to Musa? He just fell, as I say, losing himself. He didn't know where he was until Allah raised him again and talked to him. Okay? So, we need to watch Allah, although we cannot see him all the time, by knowing that he is watching us. The Prophet said to the companion, worship Allah as if you see him. However, you are not going to be able to see him. He sees you at all times. That is where ataqi is. The difference between somebody with piety and the one who has no piety. The one who has no piety doesn't think of Allah. Because he does all the things and Allah is watching him and doesn't care. I say, oh, I believe in him. But why are you doing what you are doing then? Well, uh, what can I say? Well, stop what you are doing because he's watching you. Is he so small in your eyes you don't really care about him? Imagine the little young boy who is smoking when he sees his mother or father or he sees his teacher, he hides it in the back. Sometimes they put it in their trousers until the smoke comes out. Burning. <laughs> Why did they do that? Out of respect and out of fear. If we can only do this before Allah Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we are doing the right thing. Taqwa in the Quran is mentioned in three different places. Okay? Allah gives us three different, there are three categories of piety. There is khashya, <coughs> and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talk about it, it is about being not just frightened, but worried. The one who is having that khashya, or real fear of Allah, will be so worried. What will happen to me if I do this wrong? Can you imagine if somebody is trying to steal, pickpocket you, and before he put his hand in your pocket, he said, hmm, what will happen to me? If just the police show me or this person caught my hand, what's going to happen to me? This would be a big thing. He might stop or refrain from what they want to do. But it never takes place. It never happens. Okay? We need to be very, very careful. So this is what we call khashya. And then it comes also in the form of obedience and constant worship. When a person is always obedient to Allah, his messenger to those who are responsible for him, and always carrying with eagerness, even however little his worship is, that's a sign of fear. Because nobody is going to make dhikr or ibadah, okay, remembering the creator or worshipping him or say the good things or do the right thing, unless there is something there. I, I noticed today there are a lot of people outside that say, well, we don't believe in God. But when you test them, they're always doing good. I ask them, why are you doing good? Well, it's my nature. What is nature? It's self. What is self? 
is ego. What is ego? Is nafs, is self. It means you. That means you inside. Come in, sister. Welcome. That means you inside. Alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome, my sister. That means you inside have that kind of eagerness to do that which is right and good. So something is good with you. So Allah looks at those people and then He guides them. Inna Allah yaktabi ilayhi man yunib wa yahdi ilayhi man yasha. Allah always okay, pick from the crowd to Himself those who are turning or inclining to do good. Inna Allah yaktabi ilayhi man yunib. Al-inaba meaning somebody who's not really with the crowd but he cannot go out of the crowd because he's always want to do good well i don't believe in god but i'm not a harsh person i like to help the vulnerable i like to help the destitute i like to feed the hungry i want to show mercy good excellent if you are in that kind of position that means there is something good inside you because the opposite of this the one who's harsh the one who will bring the animal and starve them to death to see how they die. Or beat them to see how they die. Or cut them to pieces. Is there a human being like that? I was astonished two, three years ago, I can't remember, when suddenly I read in the news that there is a German man who brought a British silly man because he said, who would like to be eaten alive? And that man went there and said, yes, eat me. And he was cutting him piece by piece and eating him every day. Astaghfirullah. How sad. Is this humanity? Is this the way we are supposed to be living our life in the 21st century? Through the internet we are advertising, how can I eat you alive? How can I torture you and have fun torturing you? And astaghfirullah, today the Western government, and I say it loudly, they enjoy the freedom of having democratic rule and doing all the good things which is I love and I enjoy, I'm living in it, but yet, when they want to punish somebody because they know it's not human to torture somebody, we can't torture in England against the law. We send them to Egypt. <laughs> well, they know how to torture them. One Saudi man said to me, I'm astonished. My people are very harsh in Saudi Arabia, those who rule me. And they do a lot of evil things towards me. Come in, alaykum assalam, marhab. Okay? However, when I was imprisoned, I was tortured. It's not my men, my people, my folk from Saudi Arabia. Come in, welcome who tortured me, welcome, come in. Walaikum salam. Welcome, welcome. It is not my people, it is Egyptian men who are torturing me. I said to them, why are you doing this to me? They said, well, we are the best in doing this job. <laughs> so we were recruited especially. <laughs> How sad. You enjoy being torturing people, you think it is a job? Astaghfirullah Be careful, okay? It's not really a very good thing. Okay? And the last thing, Tanzihul Qalb Anadhunub. Okay? Cleaning or cleansing your heart from sins. Don't lose me. You are, I'm holding you. I'm nearly finished now. I don't want you to lose me. So I'm trying to give you the meaning, real meaning of this word taqwa, piety. Three things. Fear. But fear with awareness that if you do the wrong, okay, the one whom you look up to, believe in, you might upset who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakumullah khair, thank you. You can pass the chair. Sorry, sister. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah give us, inshallah, tawsi'ah. Allah make it spacious for us to sit and comfortably learn.
All right. So the first one is khashya, which is fear. The second one is obedience, okay, with constant worship. And the third one is cleansing your heart from sin, cleaning your heart from the sins that you go through. And this is called haqiqat taqwa The real piety is when you do wrong, you say, I'm sorry. Little children, when they wrong one another, and you call the child, excuse me, did you call his mother a name? But he called my mother a name first. I'm not asking you what he said to you. Did you call his mother a name? Yes, I did. <laughs> say sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shake hands. <laughs> this is children. And exactly there are adults who behave like that. How can then Allah remove the sins in your heart? Do you know every time you make a mistake, there is a small little dot in your pure clean heart. That dot must be cleansed. If it is there, it has to be cleansed in the day of judgment in the fire. People say, why Allah punish us in the fire? I am asking the question, why do the gold dismiss have to put the gold in the fire? Gold is pure. It's one of the purest metal. If you put it anywhere, does it decay? Does it rust? Does it look ugly? It shines. It says, look at me. I'm gold. <laughs> I can't imagine suddenly <laughs> other metals come and say, look at me. They're all shrinking. They're all broken. The sand has destroyed them. You see? They're all rusty. Iron, look at iron. Iron rust. You bring the best iron. Sometimes they shine it nicely. And the wicked market traders say, this will never rust or decay. You take it to your house, put it in the windowsill, with a little bit of coldness, it rusts. But bring a piece of gold for thousands of years to never rust. Only if you mix it with other substance. And then the good, honest goldsmith, in order to sell the real gold, he has to melt it, take the shawaib, okay? Take the extras that are added into it, and to sell the pure gold. I was telling the brothers in the mosque this morning, you were there, subhanallah, in Pakistan or the Pakistani community, when they give their dowry in gold, they want 24 karat gold. I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't want 9 karat gold. It's all mixed with other things. Or 18 even. I want 24. So girls, when your husband bring you a gift, say, it is 24. <laughs> if it is 24, it's $1,600 an ounce. <laughs> it's over 30 pound. Okay? A gram. <laughs> it's wealth. <laughs> but 9 karat... <laughs> When you take it to those pawn shops, I don't want it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them. So Allah wants the spirit that was created clean from himself to return to him clean. So he loves you. He can't take you dirty. He has to put you in the hellfire to clean you. But even if you have a fraction of a weight of an atom of faith in him in the day of judgment, and you have done no good, and everything that you have done is evil, and you are carrying mountains, of sins, when you are cleansed, you will say, Abdi, Adnumini, my servant, come to me. I always tell the people this story of the last person who has the least of Iman, faith in his heart, who has been punished for as long as you can say, he is the last one. There is nobody who has faith in the helper left. He will, he will come like a chicken that is being put into the roast, but the person forgot about it in the oven, it was just charcoal. <laughs> Come see. I could imagine it in front of me, something like that. And he's going left, right, Allah is giving him ability. And then Allah says, Servant, yeah, 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 yeah. 
dip yourself. He goes into the river of mercy, then his flesh will come. He can see a little bit. Allah says, how do you feel? Okay, okay. <laughs> dip yourself again. Then he become better until he become complete. And then far away, he will see beautiful gardens. His ego then comes. Ah, I want those gardens. <laughs> and then Allah said to him, my servant, yes, my Lord. What do you think about those gardens? What are they? Al Jannah. This is heaven. Can I just stand by its wall? Yes, you can. Then he goes. Stand next to the wall. And then he will try to peep up there. He knows he shouldn't be. He knows he wronged himself. He knows he's the last believer in the hellfire. What does he want? Should he stand with respect? But we are humans. He starts looking. My servant, what? Oh, what are you looking at? Oh, no, no. What are you looking at? Beautiful things inside. Do you like them? They're beautiful. Can I go inside? Do you want to go inside? Yes. Okay, look up there. What do you see? Oh my God. What is there? It's a million times better than that. Wow! He will go. What a wonderful thing. How would you feel if I give you a garden of what you see up there as big as the earth where you used to live as a human being? As big as the earth just for me? Yes. I'd be so delighted. Twice as big. Ah. I'd be so grateful. And then Allah will end up giving this person a heaven ten times as big as this earth. How merciful Allah is. How grateful we should be to him. Don't think, well, because I made a mistake, that's it. I'm doomed. No. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَغْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Say to them, O oh Muhammad, O oh my servant, who have wronged themselves, done all that which is wicked and evil, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا For indeed Allah forgive all sins. That's what I believe in. Anything Allah will forgive. As long as you have faith in Allah. As long as you do not take partners with Allah. As long as you do not use your intellect to be arrogant, to boast, to go out of your way to think there is no one better in this world than me. In my country we say, Hawa Walda. When somebody tries to show off, we say, oh, excuse me, Hawa has given many children. There must be somebody somewhere in the world better than you. <laughs> Whom do you think you are? Arrogant people have no place, no position with us. Okay? So please, the reality of piety is seeking forgiveness, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the best, inshallah. Now, who are these pious people? Allah described them in the Quran. If you can fulfill this, then you are okay. These are verses 33 to 36. Okay? Surah Ali Imran. Surah number 3. Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها السماوات والأرض. Oh mankind, do rush, do strive, do hurry for a garden Allah has prepared for you. It is width, it is as wide as the heaven and the earth. Huge. So when Allah gives somebody a jannah as big as planet Earth ten times, it's nothing. There are planets in our world. Maybe a thousand, ten thousand, a million times bigger than the earth. It's nothing. Allah is so magnificent. He can give anything. Only prepared for those who have piety. The Quran is for the pious people. The good reminder is for the good people. 
everything that you see in this world that people can really enjoy and have the peace and the security and the real pleasure of living life is, is for those who are pious. So gardens of paradise are not prepared for everybody, it's prepared for people with piety. This is the description of them. Those who spend from their wealth at the time of ease and at the time of difficulty. I hear in the news that, well, nowadays people are not generous enough to give for charity because it's a difficult time in England and the West. People don't have money. Allahu Akbar. Oh, we don't have money, is it? We're eating, we're drinking, we're driving, we're having everything. Well, time are rough. Rubbish. There are people who are living in other countries, they go for years without even having one decent meal. I know people who go for six months, there will not be one day fire lit for them to warm something to eat or drink. There are children in South America, in Africa, in India, even in some part of Europe, who go and eat from the bins. Even in this country. You can't say it's nothing to do with me. Oh, it's nothing to do with nobody. It's to do with all of us. Let us build a right understanding. Okay? So the first thing is to be able to spend from what Allah gave you when you are happy, when you are unhappy, when you have, when you don't have. When it is difficult, when it is easy. Okay? Those who are able to oppress their anger at a time when they can take it. There are some people who enjoy when suddenly somebody confronts them and they remember he did wrong to them before. They say, oh, you remember that time? Remember what you said to me? Mm. Today I can show you a lesson. And they, and they enjoy it. How can you enjoy something like that? Oppress your anger. Don't, don't, don't take revenge on people. Be one of the good people. Okay. Next time when you are telling somebody else something like that, remember what I'm saying now. You are not a pious person. When you have and you don't spend from what you have, you are not a pious person. When you are counting what you have to, no, it's too little, I cannot give from it, you are not a pious person. The pious person gives because no Allah, huh? he knows Allah is a giver. Allah gives all the time. Allah is not mean or greedy. When some of the people of the past says, okay, Allah is, is mean or greedy, Allah says, you are mean and greedy. Okay. They said the hand of Allah is tied, linked to his neck. Allah said, You will be tied forever. And these people, until Qiyamah, they will always be like that. They will never be able to give. However, they might be the richest on the earth. They will never give. Because they are challenging the Creator Almighty. Okay? والعافين عن الناس and those who forgive people a pious person forgive but uh, somebody who doesn't have piety will not forgive and there are a lot of people good people I say please forgive your brother I'm not forgiving them I'm sorry to say that among the ladies especially I'm not forgiving her the witch does she have a tail and two horns forgive your sister no I'm not forgiving her for what well, she bought the same dress I bought it. She ruined my party. <laughs> I thought it was a, Ahmed, I thought it was a big problem. <laughs> because she bought the same dress? Yes, she always does this to me. <laughs> Allah, Allah help you, Ahmed, when you get married, inshallah. All those who are not married. And all those sisters who have husband do the same thing. We have got men the same thing. Huh? Men are becoming worse than women nowadays. Okay? And remember, Allah loves the good doers. So the one who is spent from his wealth, whether it is easy or hard, the one who will always oppress their anger when they can take it out, 
and the one who forgives people is a muhsin, is a good doer. And remember, Allah loves the good doers. So when you achieve piety, you become straight away a man with a PhD or a woman. Because Islam is elementary, primary school. Iman is secondary, secondary school. But to have ihsan, you have achieved knowledge. And ihsan is these things. You cannot be a muhsin. And then people hope to be muhsins, but to heighten your iman is not by wishing iman is not wishy-washy you have to will it you have to want it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give it to you and those when they transgress beyond the limits and they wrong themselves they remember Allah Allah I have wronged they, they regret what they have done okay they don't just regret and forget about it. They seek forgiveness from Allah. They apologize to the people they wrong. And then they ask Allah to forgive them. And by the way, the best people, you see them, you think, wow. But believe me, those people, they spend most of their time when they are alone crying in their prayer mass. The best. Because he was a man who's strong and people used to run from him. When he became Muslim, he saw a lot of men crying. What's this? Men don't cry. The first answer to him, why? Nature. He said, but that means the heart is wicked. I'm not wicked. He said, well, when you have no wickedness in you, then you will cry. And then one day he heard the Prophet saying, when one of you is seeking forgiveness from Allah, he should cry. But if you can't cry, because you are a man, then make yourself cry. Go and get some chilies or onions. <laughs> because crying is good. I tell you, Allah described the highest of the human beings, the messengers. He said, when they hear the message of him, when they know that they need him, when they know that they have wronged themselves, they fall into their foreheads with their beard touching the ground, crying. We need to cry a lot. We need to cry. Okay? Allah loves those who cry. Okay? Because our sins need to be washed away by our tears, inshallah. And the question Allah is asking, who can forgive your sin but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is there anyone beside Allah who can forgive sins? No. Allah forgives your sin. Okay? And those who will never insist in doing that which is wicked or wrong or haram after they know it is wrong. They keep away from it. And they are aware of it. Those will receive a forgiveness from the Lord. And garden from beneath rivers will be flowing. They will remain in it forever. And how high, how wonderful the reward of those who acted upon what they believed. So the whole thing depends upon action. So, if you really want to be a taqi, this is the attributes. If you really want to achieve taqwa, if you fast Ramadan, and you come out of Ramadan and you say, Alhamdulillah, I have fasted Ramadan. Check those things. Have I achieved them? And tick accordingly. There are five things I mentioned. Yarhamukumullah. Yarhamukumullah. If you achieve the five, that means you have got 100%. An A star. 480%. A B plus. Or an A, sorry. And then three. Okay? 60%. A B plus. And so on. Come down. But if you find yourself achieve nothing of those things, you cannot do those simple things, then... You haven't achieved anything. You've just fasted for nothing. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib also said, 
clearly. When they speak, the pious people, they always speak the truth. They never lie, nor cheat, or deceive. Today, I'm sorry for the younger generation, to be clever, you must be able to deceive and lie and cheat. And say, I am so good in deceiving and cheating people, I'll make a lot of money, you better employ me. You want to make money? I'm your man. I know how to steal it for you. Astaghfirullahaladzim. And they wear, okay, that which is clean, tidy, but simple. When they walk, they walk with humility. They always lower their gaze. They never stare at anything they are not supposed to look at. They are always seeking knowledge. They never accept anything they do unless it is pleasing to Allah, His Messenger, or to the people whom they are acting with. They never feel ungrateful. However little they receive, they are absolutely content with it. They are always worried and frightened, not for themselves, for others. They are seeking, whom can we help? Whom can we give or look for? And many others, he said. But Allah gave a better description in the Quran, saying, وَعِبَادُ Rahman And the servants of the beneficent. These are his servants. Imagine, if somebody call you abd, servant, you say, excuse me, I'm not abd. Astaghfirullah. But I always remind people, when Isa was born as the baby, the first thing he said to his people, I am a servant. But I'm a servant of God. And I'm Abdullah. I'm the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Rahman, And the true servants of the beneficent, or the kind, Allah Almighty, who are they? Those who walk on the earth with humility. By the way, I never like people to walk and making noise. It's not very nice. My teacher taught me this long, long time ago. So I promised myself I will never buy a shoe with a heel on it. Because it makes a noise. You could hear the person from a mile. In the school where I work, it makes noise. There is exams. And everybody is silent. If you drop a pin, you can hear it. I thought, cock, cock, cock. I don't want to teach it. Make me say, la hawla wa What kind of a teacher you are? Disturbing people. Okay? Walk on the earth with humility. Because one day you are going to go beneath two meters and the earth is going to quash you. And by the way, the earth is going to enjoy yourself or enjoy herself from those people who used to walk with arrogance on it. Say, so now today, you walked on me thinking there is nobody but me. Today there is me and you. And we will see who is more stronger. Okay? May Allah make it open for us when we go to our grave, inshallah. Okay? And when the ignorant address them by swearing, insulting, demeaning, they don't fight back. If you notice today, there is very strange people, I don't know. People are fighting. They say, why are you fighting him? Well, he was staring at me. How did you know he was staring at me? When I looked at him, why? That means you were stared at him first. Even the children. Why are we making problems for ourselves? And somebody is fighting because somebody says something to them. Everything comes from this. So please, let us be the human Allah intended us to be. If we say, we say good. Or be silent. Man qala khayran aw Whosoever spoke, he should say good or be silent. We don't want to hear anything. But unfortunately today, the best of that which is said loudly is gossip. Haven't you seen people? <coughs> they read the gossip column. Wow. Allahu Akbar. When they go to the grave and they say, Ah, excuse me, how many gossip columns you read? I read about oh, 50. I used to read that person gossip every day, all done. MashaAllah. <laughs> Bravo. Especially people in the media. 
Are you familiar with the media here? Keep away from the gossip. Because the, the media is encouraging this thing. What is your job? I am a columnist. What do you write? Gossip. <laughs> what an awful job. A'udhu billahi. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. In Arabic they call it al-Khawd. Indulging in that which does not concern you. Allah said to the Prophet those who are gossipers, those who indulge in gossip, leave them. Don't even give them the message. I'm not going to say it. Imagine if you go to a crowd of footballers, those, those who really take football like religion or cricket or whatever, and you're trying to give them the message of the deen, they're going to kill you. This is not their God they want, they want this God in front of them. Those who worship Maradona and worship Astaghfirullah Religion become a god. Cricket become a god. You are foolish to go to them in their dens, try to preach to them Allah. They will kill you. Let them come out of that. Because at that time they are overtaken by what they believe in or what they really love in this world. So we need to be careful. Okay? And then also Allah said in the Quran, When you forgive, it is closer to piety. So next time, when there is somebody who annoys you, and say, please forgive me, don't say, I'm not forgiving you. You don't deserve forgiveness. I forgave you many times before. Ask yourself, how many times you wronged yourself? And you said, oh, Allah, please forgive me, and Allah forgave you. I always say to myself, when somebody said to me, Sheikh, please forgive me, I had a tendency to say, well, shouldn't. To be honest. You, you did a lot of talking to myself inside, not loudly. <laughs> but then I think, if I'm saying to oh, Allah, please forgive me, then the Malik said, well, no, he's not going to forgive you. <laughs> or Allah himself saying to me no not forgiving you how would I feel I am doomed so I will always say no 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 forgive you and by the way the best thing I have learned before I go to bed I pray oh Allah today I have done a lot of things and I have said a lot of things a lot of the things that I said and did by your permission are no, no good okay you gave me the ability but I have wronged myself so please forgive me for anything that I have done however if I wronged anybody please replace my wronging by good to them. And if they wronged me, I forgive them. This is what we need to do. Sleep with peace. There are some people who can never sleep at night. You know why? They're thinking, how to go and get revenge? <laughs> that, that terrible individual, that witch, that shaitan. That is <laughs> if you hear what they say in their heart and their mind, you feel astaghfirullah we talk a lot inside. Seriously. If you can hear what people say in their hearts, astaghfirullah. Some people say terrible things. They are sitting with you, smiling at you. How wonderful. Nice to see you. Yeah. What do you think you are? <laughs> look at the way you're looking. They're thinking you're clever. And you can listen to them saying it. But you don't say anything. You keep quiet. You don't say anything. Just keep this up. Be just is closest to piety. A pious person is always just in his dealing. And therefore, the pious people, their reward with Allah is huge. Okay? Because the Quran is revealed to them and they act upon the Quran and they live not for themselves, they live for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Now, I'm going to finish as I began. Our topic today was a little word, taqwa. Four letters. Ta. From as if to say your beginning O son of Adam is repentance unto him and your end must be repentance unto him 
Why? Because through your repentance, your acknowledgement to yourself that I am a created being and he is my creator, from him I came and to him I return, and he has created me not for a joke, but for a purpose. To be the way he wanted me to be. To attribute myself to his best attributes. As the Messenger Salatam says, Conduct yourself with the conduct of Allah. Allah is merciful, show mercy. Allah is generous, show your generosity. Allah is lenient, be lenient. Allah is so and so and so. Carry all those good attributes. Live your life to the full, but put people before yourself. Care for every creature Allah created, and Allah will care for you. Be kind to yourself by not putting yourself in the path of shaitan. Although he worshipped Allah for a long time, and he was raised because of his absolute worship to the heavens from the fairest to the seventh until he reached the station of Jibril but yet when the time came one word dropped him from the high to the lowest when Allah said to him and to the malaika Adam, prostrate to Adam he didn't look at Adam by what is in, in Adam he looked at the mud of Adam he looked at the appearance of Adam and he remembered Adam's body is made of the earth I used to live on the earth, I am made of the fire, I walk over the earth. The fire definitely is better than the earth. He said, La. No, I'm not, I'm not prostrating. Allah said, Why? Why don't you prostrate? Don't you follow my commandment? I created you. His arrogance then came. You want me to prostrate to the one whom you created from the mud? Wow. Just like the children in the classroom, he said to him, sit next to him. I'm not sitting next to him. Do you want me to sit next to him? No. Why they are saying that? Because they are judgmental according to the appearance. Forgetting that, it's not the appearance that matter. It is the inner that's important. In Allah, la yanzuru ila suwarikum wa ajsadikum, innama yanzuru ila qulubikum wa amalikum. Indeed, Allah does not look at your shapes and figures. How handsome, how beautiful, how tall, how slim, how smart. No, no, no. What kind of clothing are you wearing? Some people want to show what they're wearing. You see? And I'm sorry, sisters. The sisters know how to do it best when they have a new watch. <laughs> and when nobody mentioned it, they play with it. And when they say, oh, new watch. Yes, he brought it for me. He loves me so much. And then those who are married, when you go home and your wife come with a sauce or a cup of tea and throw it in you and it's all full of tea and stuff, What's wrong with you? You know what's wrong with her. Her friend got a watch, she got nothing. <laughs> so always come home with something. Bring flowers, bring chocolate, and the terrible brother says, well, it's not in the sunnah to buy flowers or chocolates. Who says so? Tahaddu tahabbu. Give to one another, you love one another. Give to everybody. So may Allah give us tawfiq to understand that this little word, piety, requires a lot from us. A lot. And the most important thing, all the qualities that we need to become pious people are there in the letters of this word. As I said, we begin with repentance, we end up with repentance. Okay? We have the ability. Allah has given us strength inside. As long as our iman is strong. Allah has given us the ability. If our iman is in the point of ihsan, we can be the servant of Allah to say to sing be and they become. Isn't Isa alayhi salam used to take the mud? and fashion it in a bird and say Bismillahi Tir وَيَخْلُغُ مِنَ الطِّينِ كَهَيْ أَلَى الطَّيْرِ فَيَقُولُ لَهَا طِيرِ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ 
He created from the mud shapes like the bear and said to them, fly, and they fly. You can. You have got the ability to do so. However, strengthen your iman. The Prophet says, the believer who is strong in his faith is better in the sight of God and more loved by Allah than the weak one. Okay? And the wow, wahid and wajid, as I said earlier on, Allah has created you, initiated you, and he is the only one to whom you need to absolutely show nothing but gratitude and servicehood. Serve him and serve nobody else. For none can benefit you but him. May Allah bless me and bless you, guard me and guard you, strengthen me and strengthen you. Before I make my dua, if you have any question, please. Any question with the subject for this and then general subject. Yes, sister? The action will be raised to the heaven. Yes, there's another hadith of the Prophet. There are many hadith. Monday, it is as well raising the actions. But I always say Thursday because I want at least when you say to the people, do two things uh, too much. At least they fast Thursday. That's the idea. But there is a hadith as well which says the Prophet was asked, why do you fast Monday and Thursdays? He said, I fast them because it's the day when Allah showed the malaika the action of the children of Adam. Why does he have to show them? Because when he was creating Adam, the malaika says, yani, you are creating creatures who are going to go and inhabit the earth and then spill blood and create animosity and have wars. It's true, it's happening now. People killing one another. As we speak now, people are killing one another on the earth. Okay? Robbing one another, destroying one another, humiliating one another, abusing one another. Okay? Okay? Now, Allah said, I create that which you don't know. I create that which you don't know. And now, when there are good people on the earth in the position of Ihsan, and they do good, when their actions are coming, Allah said, you told me not to create, look at among them, there are those people. Look what they are doing. That's the idea of the raising. Not for Allah, Allah knows, but for the Malaika, to show them. Allah showed the good of the humans to the Malaika. And once a year, it's done the same thing, to show the accumulated as I was telling the brothers in the mosque this morning, يعني, annually when 15 Sha'ban come, it is our budget, the spiritual budget. Okay? Because they say everything is written. Rasulullah said to Aisha, I fast a lot in the months of Sha'ban, as reported by Bukhari. Aisha said, He used to fast sometimes almost all the months of Sha'ban, and sometimes he links it with Ramadan. Okay? When he was asked why, he said, It is the most loved month by me. Because it's neglected by people. They worship in Rajab, because the month of Allah. They worship in Ramadan, the month of the Ummah. But they neglect Sha'ban. And therefore, if you love the Prophet, you do a lot in this month. Seek a lot of forgiveness, make a lot of salawat, give a lot of charity, read a lot of Quran in this month. Prepare yourself for the month of Ramadan. And he said to Aisha, I wish when my actions are raised in the month of Sha'ban, I will be in a position of fasting. So we know that this is the month of Sha'ban, inshallah. Anybody else? Another question? Yes, Ahmed. You went up and then. Yes, I know. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, people ask me a lot about good governance who are governing states, countries around the world and doing the right thing. 
we are living at a time which is very, very old. Because the governor or the ruler comes through two ways. Either people elect them and give them the position to rule them, just like you employing anybody to look after you, and you're paying them a salary for that, or they force themselves by force, like what we have in Africa and South America and some part of Asia. Well, I'm ruling you, whether you like it or not, dictators. To me, the Prophet ﷺ has spoken the truth 1400 years ago when he said there will come a time when all those who are ruling, they will be dictators. Even in democracy. Yeah? They're dictators. So, what is happening in the Islamic government in Sudan, the Islamic government, and I'm sorry, they're my brothers, and I'm really sorry, they don't, they don't see that at the end of the day, their only position is to look after the people. And among the people, they should look after the most vulnerable, those who are unable to look after themselves, among the sick, the needy, the poor, okay? The deprived, the homeless, the hungry. But in every country in the world, they think more about what they can get for themselves than the people. Traveling, Paris class, living, five star, having all the, di the different dues. I don't think any government in the world, when they have dues, they do the best. And then they say, there's no money, austerity. We're poor. Tighten your belt. But when they have their thing, they don't tighten their belt. I think all this extra money, how, how would you feel if in England, all the ministries say to all the staff, when you are traveling to do the duties for the people, travel economy. I promise you, a lot of money will be saved. When you're going to hotels, stay in bed and breakfast. Why five-star hotels? Because a bed and breakfast could be about 50 pounds per night. A hotel five-star could be 200 pounds. So automatically you save 75% of the money. An economy ticket could be 300 pounds. The same ticket, per class, it is 1,500 pounds. Five times the amount. And this is not just in this country or Sudan, all over the place. Everybody is abusing his position, although they are elected. Imagine you employ Ahmed, a worker could come and work in your garden. Rather than him being the worker and you are paying him, he tells you what to do. You will just tell him, excuse me, get out. But what can we do? So what's happening in Sudan today is really sad. It's happening all over the world. Rather than the government realizing that those who are suffering really need help and give them the hand of help, they are increasing the austerity measures. Like what happened in Greece? I feel sad for them. When you see the German leader walking, Come on, you have too much money. Help them now. You see your friend kneeling. You want them to be destroyed? Help them now. They, tomorrow they will do things. Greece is not a poor country. Just from tourism, how many islands they own? Beautiful. I think the German will be very happy if they can sell them some islands. Then they can have their holidays for free. No, no. This is, the world is, is going the wrong way. Rasulullah sallallahu the truthful and the honest says, after me, they will come righteous caliphs. And after them, they will come, okay, amirs, okay, princes who will rule. And then after them, kings and sultans. And then after them, tuqa. That means everybody, whether you are an emperor, sultan, okay, whatever title you have, president, prime minister, whatever, you're going to be a dictator. And this is what's happening in the world today. You see, look at the biggest economy in the world. I was just in America, in Chicago, two weeks ago. And all there is poverty. In a country like America, the land of the free, the land of opportunity. Where is the opportunity for those people? 
they don't even have homes and astaghfirullah so i think we need to share what we have with those who have not uh, the idea of the socialist or the communist is a very good ideal but they themselves made themselves rich and after the soviet union is destroyed they became multi-billionaires what about the people it's happening in china the same thing the chinese now is slowly moving away from that ideal instead of sharing in the wealth so what's happening in sudan is the same thing those who are the caliphs go you have seen it palaces and good food and good cars and everything and the people are in the street so let us hope inshallah soon i'm gonna t- i'm gonna prepare inshallah uh, a rihla to sudan sudan is a beautiful country the good is by the people it's not because of anything else people are very nice alhamdulillah very generous they have something good in them so inshallah we will do another trip inshallah and everybody want to come join us and we will give you the best time inshallah in sudan you visit all right anybody else questions i think everybody is content alhamdulillah rabban if i'm in the school i'll be inundated by people asking strange question yes what is it my mother last night her friend came to visit her and brought me a present oh mashallah <laughs> and everybody i know the children <laughs> so i don't have those kind of people here all right no questions let's make dua اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا ارحم الراحمين يا الله يا حي يا قيوم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والارض يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا من ترانا وتسمعنا وتعلم حالنا ولا يخفى عليك كل معرفتنا واحوالنا يا رب العالمين كلنا ولا تكن علينا ربنا احرسنا بعينك التي لا تنام وكنتنا بكنفك الذي لا يضام واحفظنا اللهم بك من سطوات الانام انظر اللهم الينا بعين الرحمه وحينا حياه السعداء وامتنا ميتة الشهداء واحينا يا ربنا يوم القيامه في دمره الامناء والشهداء والصالحين والانبياء والمرسلين واوردنا حوض نبيك المصطفى محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم واذقنا اللهم من شرطه لا نضع بعدها ابدا برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا اجعلنا من جندك فان جندك هم الغالبون ربنا اجعلنا من حزبك فان حزبك هم المفلحون يا ربنا عنا من اولياءك فان اولياءك لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون اللهم ربنا اجعلنا من عبيدك الذين اذا نظرت اليهم سكن غضبك يا كريم ربنا احرسنا واسترنا وانصرنا وايدنا كلنا ولا تكن علينا اي اسك الله سبحانه وتعالى فور اول ذا بيبل اوف ذا ويلد ذوز هو ار ان جايدد مي الله جايد ذيم ذوز هو ار ليتريت مي الله تيتش ذيم اند جيف ذيم نوليدج ذوز هو ار ان امبلويد مي الله امبلوي ذيم ذوز هو ار سيك مي الله هيل ذيم ذوز هو ار ويريد مي الله ريموف ذير ويريز ذوز هو ار ديبريس مي الله ريموف ذير ديبريشن ذوز هو ار ان ديفيكالت مي الله ريموف ذير ديفيكالتيز ذوز هو اف كلمت مي الله remove the calamities those who are not married may Allah get them married those who are married and have difficulties may Allah remove their difficulties those who have children may Allah raise them to be pious and righteous those who have no children may Allah give them children and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every woman and man in this world that they will have peace and peace in the hereafter and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all those who are suffering in the Muslim world especially in Somalia in Sudan in Afghanistan in Pakistan and especially in Syria this morning Ya Rabbil Alameen that Allah will remove their suffering and exchange their suffering by having peace and giving them the best of leaders who will rule them not because they want to take from them but to serve them and help them according to your teaching ya Allah Allahumma rabbadil ahwalahum ila ahsani hal walillahumma umurahum khiyarahum wala tawalli umurahum shirarahum birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin I ask Allah for the people in Egypt Allah will choose for them the best of leaders Allah will give Egypt the peace that it requires and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow Egypt to be the lantern for all the other countries to achieve the same security and peace ya Rabbil Alameen I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anybody sitting in 
front of me here who have a question to Allah, a difficulty he want to raise with Allah, and something he requires and need, and he cannot say it, it is in their heart. May Allah fulfill it for them. As long as it will benefit them here and hereafter. Allahumma ajibna. Allahumma ya Rabbi ajibna. Wa la turudda nasifran wa la khaibin. Wajanna minal maqbulin. Rahmatika alhamdul rahimin. All the students who are studying and have passed their exam, or taking exam, or wanting to take exams, may Allah make it easy for them. May Allah make them successful and grateful if they pass. And may Allah give them the gratitude after they pass. And may Allah give them tawfiq. Those who are not working, may Allah give them jobs. Those who are seeking jobs, may Allah give them jobs. Those who are employing people, may Allah open for them wealth so that they can employ many people who are unemployed. May Allah allow us to help those people who are helpless. May Allah allow us to help those who are unable to help themselves. May Allah make us servants to serve those poor people who cannot serve themselves. Allahumma rabbi ahina muslimin wa amitna mu'minin wa ahina muhsinin wa ahshurna fi dhumratan mukhlisin al-mukhlasin wa najjina Allahumma min al-hammi wal-ghammi wal-hudnu wal-karb al-azim. Rabbana ati nufusana taqwaaha wa zakkaha fa inaka anta khayru man zakkaha. Rabbi shrah sudurana yassir umurana iftihi Allahumma alayna fatuha al-arifin al-ashirin wa salli wa sallim ala sinah Ahmad al-Nabiya al-Amin wa alihi wa sallim subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatiha bismillahi ar-rahman ar-rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ar-rahman ar-rahim maliki yawmiddin iyaka na'bud wa iyaka nasta'in ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqim sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim ghayr al-maghdubi alayhim wa la-dhalin jadakumullah khair